0: The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to Culture Insanity. <clears throat> Yep, welcome back to Culture Insanity, episode number 15. Um, yeah, as you might have seen on our Facebook um, page, we had some vacations last week, so so Josh and I uh, were both gone, so we had to delay the episode a little bit. So what that means is, if you read my Facebook post, or Culture Insanity's Facebook post, uh, we're having an episode tonight, and then we'll have another episode next week. So we're doubling down just so we can stay on schedule with our every other week and, um, yeah, maintain. So tonight I am here with, uh, our sound engineer and director of the vigilance radio network, Jasmine.
2: Hello, I'm here.
1: And so Josh is definitely not here tonight. He's definitely not here tonight. Nope. Uh, but in theory he'll be back <laughs> next, next week for episode number 16. So tonight is episode number 15. Yes. um, Yeah, so just a few topics on the docket tonight, three or four. So a couple of these might seem a little older. Like I said, we missed last week, but I still wanted to to hit on them. Um, So we have um, tonight the Smith family, as in Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, Um, I guess news that came out a little over a week ago. So there's that, and there's some questions and discussions surrounding that. Um, And Jada Pinkett Smith's show on, I think it's Facebook. I think that's her. Yeah, it's
2: Facebook Live.
1: Yeah, so she has a show there. And then, um, let's see, we might touch on, might touch on, hereditary, a new horror movie. Might touch on um, the singer for Imagine Dragons. He talks about his Mormon faith. For those of you that don't know. He, at least, is Mormon. I thought the whole band, like, came from a Mormon background, but definitely just him, um, or definitely him. And then we have a controversial topic uh, that mm. we will attempt to address. Um, Kat Von D, who is the famous, like, tattoo artist, and she had, like, a, a reality show for some time. LA um, Inc. LA Inc, yeah. LA Inc. yeah. Um, she's under fire for... Um, how she's going to raise her child. So we're going to talk about that. And then we have a song, which is new to me, but I later found out it's actually like probably a year old. It
2: came out in uh, April of 2016.
1: Oh, so it's two Two years years old. old. Whatever. That's okay. I heard this song on Spotify or something, a song by Florida Georgia Line, and I was like, huh. And so I flagged it, and I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about. So the song is called... (laughs) h-o-l-y <laughs> holy um, so those are the three things we have to talk about tonight three or four things we have to talk about tonight we have a trivia game tonight with some some call-ins um, as of right now we got two people maybe jasmine can take part since she's not privy to my my trivia we'll see but if yeah. we can get another, th- another call-in then we'll just do that and we'll do those three but so we got that to you know throw in the middle of our show so a few things to talk about. So let's start at the top. So right. Jada Pinkett Smith has this new show <clears throat> on Facebook Live, and it's called like Red Table Talk or something. Is that is that right, Jasmine? That is correct. It's called Red Table Talk, and the whole thing about her show is it's like raw and uncut, and she has or she wants to have all kinds of guests and. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole thing is supposed to be just like no topic is off limits. It's raw. It's uncut. It's emotional. Like, it's just um, you know groundbreaking in that way. And it's over Facebook Live, so um, that's new. And um, yeah, whatever. So, so the thing with this news article was she she had her two children on, Jaden Smith, uh, and um, what's that girl? What's the daughter's name? Willow. Willow? Willow's. Willow Smith, I kept wanting to say Willow Pinkett Smith, but <laughs> know, that's weird. Um, Willow Smith. So she had her kids on, and she basically opened up the floor to her kids to talk about their upbringing, and that led to them, um, basically commenting on her and her husband Will Will Smith's parenting, and basically. The kids, you know, cited specific things about the way they were brought up and the way they were parented and how that affected them positively. And in this case, they really highlight the, you know, a negative aspect or whatever. So and, you know, it was it was in the news because it like made her cry. And so it was like mm-hmm. her kids made her cry and they were talking about her parenting. So there's this whole thing. But so I thought that was an interesting topic. So I guess the question um The question, I guess there's a couple, but one of them is like, should our, should our children's input alter the way that we parent or alter the way we feel about how we've parented? And then a, another question that we can talk about is like, where is the line in, in pushing our kids to be better than us? And like, is there one? And does that come at a cost? And what is that cost? Because, um, as we'll dig into like that was one of their issues was like what they put on what the parents put on the kids mm-hmm. in, specifically in like that upbringing and that limelight, which is and we've talked about it on the show before, like is takes a toll. Right. And you have to be very like strong in your beliefs and values, I would think, in order to navigate that poisonous world <laughs> that is like Hollywood or like you know, whatever, the limelight. So um, that's the question um, for this topic. Should our children's input alter the way we parent? And I want to start off by saying that I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's bad, like at a certain age, right? Like probably late adolescence, I would think, and like early adulthood for like, just conversations to start being had, right? I'm not talking about, like, black and white. Let me back up. I think that it's okay for, for conversations to be had, like, between parent and child, you know, when it gets to a certain age about, well, why did you do this for me? And, like, this is how it affected me. Like, I think that communication is always healthy. So I'm not saying it's bad to talk about that in general. But... In this situation, there's like a feeling that they were kind of shaming her. I mean, it made her cry. I don't know mm. if it's because she feels bad about it or regrets it or or whatever, but um, yeah, I don't know. Should, should our children's input alter the way that we parent um, or feel about how we've parented? I'll let you... Um, Express your feelings and and position real quick if you have thoughts, Jasmine. I do
2: actually because when I – I can't remember how old I was but I actually did end up one time sitting down with my parents Mm -hmm. and just like talking with them like there's things that we need to work on. Like there's places where we have like – it's basically as a family like there's things that we need to work on. Like this is what I need you to help me with. This is what I need you to do. Like and that really I think formed my family in a really good way. Like before that, Mm -hmm. you know – Like we were fine like we were safe in a safe environment you know we were getting fed like we were being taken care of there's just things that you need to fix and it's i think i don't know i think it's good to have your children influence it obviously when they're at an age where they can understand what they're saying and what things mean and like how things affect other things but like you can't really know exactly what you're teaching them like (laughs) how they perceive things because they're little tiny people running around
1: yeah i mean i i agree i think and this is relevant to a conversation we were having like in in church last week or maybe the week before or something but talking to a younger person about how to communicate with their parents and like because this person was expressing just confusion on how and like what the expectations were for her to like succeed and to um you know do right by her parents and what they wanted and like there's a she was expressing there's like there's this ever-changing like expectation and it's confusing and she doesn't she didn't really know like how to um operate within that right Mm -hmm. because because of that and so we were just instructing her like communication like is always good like express to them like how it's making you feel, you know, and then express to them like I don't know I like if it's if it's true and if it's legit, like I don't know what you want. I don't know how to like make you proud in this way. I don't know what you're asking me. How can I how can I what do I need to do in order to meet the expectations that you have type thing, um, because, because it wasn't happening or something. So I think in that sense like yeah and and it's just like you're saying like outside of basic needs um yeah, outside of basic needs, so we were talking with this person like mm-hmm. in a lot of in a lot of situations, like parents, unless they're really well educated and are constantly educating themselves right. too, like like they're trying to figure a lot of it out, right, and it's not like they're professional parents right, mm-hmm. who went to you know big big league schools to learn academies. to learn how to like raise a humans and and take care of their physical and emotional and spiritual needs like they're figuring it out and so in that sense like there's an element of grace that's involved obviously and it takes it takes the child unfortunately a long time to hopefully realize that that their parents mm-hmm. aren't perfect that they're trying to do you know this or that the right way, but they're not always succeeding. And so in that vein, you're like, yeah, and I agree with you, like communication is definitely important. Yeah. Um, so in that way, I, I agree, like the, an input of a child should speak into maybe how a parent is um, treating a, a situation or a kid or raising, you know, their children, um, but with their, let's see, with their thing, let me pull up the the article. They were saying that, first of all, there's a couple different like red flag things that they were sharing. Um, one of them was that how they uh, allegedly, and this is coming, I mean, you can look at the video online, the red table talk this episode, this particular episode, but both of them, specifically the, the daughter, Willow, was expressing to them like, the way you thrust me as a child into the world that is that is theirs, that they live in, right, in mm-hmm. in their, man, what's the word I'm looking for? Their art artisticness or whatever, right? They're both artists. They're both actors and singers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they raise their kids in that, like, willingly and knowingly. And specifically, Willow was citing, like, that song back in, like, 2010 or something the the whip my hair back right. and forth um really catchy don't have a sound clip for it that's okay um <laughs> uh it was really catchy when i was like leaving high school or uh, a song when i was leaving high school but um she was talking about how that was like the darkest time in her life because her parents were like thrusting her into that she made this single and they were like now you need to complete the album and now you need to do this and she was talking about how like she didn't want that and and then she like shaved her head and she would like cut herself because like that was like her attempt at like grasping control of something that her parents were like thrusting her in. But her, her mom in in her defense or whatever was, was saying like, well, the reason why your father and I were doing that is because both of our backgrounds, like we came from nothing. I came from a pro, uh, a poor, like broke background and a dangerous one where you had to, you had to fight for every inch and everything you got. And so, that's what we're trying to teach you mm-hmm. um uh and that's why we were pushing you and and I don't think she's saying that like she would do it again. she was just expressing like where she was coming from, but that kind of leads into that that second question I was thinking about like what where is the line in pushing our kids to be better than us, and is there one so like real quick, obviously like at at our church and you know this obviously jasmine but like we're big big proponents of like legacy and trying to push the message that you should want better you should want your kids to be better than you right right and that's and that's and we believe that's biblical and that's a huge aspect of our church and just the way we operate and the way we move forward and everything we have is setting our kids up so that they can have better tools than we did and that so that they can be better than us And so the question again is where is the line in pushing that and is there one and like what is the cost and what is the dangers and stuff like that? So so what are you thinking?
2: Yeah, the only thing that I'm really thinking is like you just have to remember that the children are also human. They have their limits just as you have your limits. Like I don't really know where to go else. I mean the goal would be to have an open communication and like spend that time with your children getting to know them, like knowing like what sets them off, like what frustrates them where they're, they have a harder time than other things. But Mm -hmm. like, I don't think we stop trying to make them better than us. I think we just, it's not going to be the same way that, you know, we improved ourselves over time. Like that's, that's not necessarily going to work for our children. And that's one thing I think that is hard to get out of the mindset of like, you cannot be this. So everything is against this. like, push completely the other the way mm-hmm. the, the other way and my dad constantly tells me stories like whenever i i, I have a breakdown or whatever and i'm just like talking about he things. he's like i tried so hard not to give you this like <laughs> i tried so hard to just not i never mentioned this i never talked about it you know like but just still you have this you know for me it's the, the fear of failure and it's like one thing that he's always it's just like either you do it well or it's just a failure and that's one thing that I got from him that he did not mean to give me. It's just kind of genetic or something, and I think really it's just you have to learn that the complete avoidance of something is not going to solve it, and the way that you solved it is not going to solve it and it's just a whole
1: It's kind of interesting the thing puzzle. he was the thing you avoid you try to avoid the most, and when I say avoid, I mean like try to work to not. Pass on, pass on, or something is the thing that inevitably happens. That's right. A, that's an interesting phenomenon, It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. prophecy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, back to your what you were first saying. Like yeah, like you can't be at least from what I know. Like you can't be drill sergeants to kids, right? And like no. the Bible talks about exasperating your kids, and um, first of all, it talks about disciplining your kids. And it also talks about not exasperating your kids. So, yeah, back to your point of communication and learning how to to do that. But I think that, let's see, where's the line in pushing our kids to be better than us? Is there one? What are the dangers in that? Um, being Just viewing things with blinders on. And I guess not taking. So, like in in Jada's, because we're on a first name basis, right? In Jada's, like, I'm just analyzing what she said in her defense. Like, she was like focusing on the fact that, okay, this is where I came from. This is what I had to learn to get out of that situation. This is what my kids need. Boom. And I'm going to hammer this home and I'm going to hammer this home. And maybe some other aspects of how to take care of their well being and, you know, make decisions based on like what they needed in that Um, because it's not a bad thing to it's not a bad thing I don't think where she was coming from I think came from a good place right she was like I came from a traumatic thing where if you weren't a fighter you died basically
2: and I think I think a lot of parents like come from that just like even if it's just small things like, oh, I really struggled with this as a kid because, you know, my parents were lacking in this. And, you know, like every parent is going to have that place where they they can't be perfect parents. No one can be a perfect parent. And they always try to, like, change that one aspect or they focus on that one thing more than they focus on the, the other things. And it, it really is the one thing that try, ends up tearing them down in the end.
1: Yeah. Um, what was I saying? I totally just lost my train of thought. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Um, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she came from a good place, but she's not like taking a step back and seeing, you know, well, what are the consequences good or bad of, of what I'm doing here and how is that going to affect them in this way? So it's, it's like she was on one path or they, I should say, cause they're a parenting unit, right? Her and her husband. Um, and they were both sort of pushing allegedly in this way they're on one path to teach one like ideal to their kids. And they weren't seeing like, they weren't seeing the, what was happening behind the scenes, I guess. Like, unfortunately, like she, the daughter was talking about that the most successful time in her career, as, as you could say, like was the darkest time in her career because of mm-hmm. what was going on with her parents and how they were forcing, forcing, things, forcing things to her and trying to teach her these things which come from a good place but there's consequences to that and if it's not adapted to or whatever then you know whatever now there's some things that um they were so like liberal on that are red flaggy and in this particular episode (laughs) Mm -hmm. um like what did the girl say she was like they were talking about sex or something and she was like,
0: right. see, I
1: can never be in a monogamous relationship Correct. and I just don't understand how people can be like that or whatever. And, and that's because of like their way of parenting just allowed their kids to like figure it out basically yeah. and decide for themselves what they want. And, and that goes back to what we were <laughs> saying or what I was saying earlier, like Scripture's clear about like disciplining disciplining your kid there's this like notion in in culture today and society today it's like and this is this will segue into something later that we're going to talk about but just let your kids figure it out make the decisions for yourself i asked i asked a, a topic tonight but it was you know this this youtube um star i don't know youtube sensation she's like going through a or he or she is going through a transgender
2: oh i know what you're talking about
1: operation to get like you know, different genitals or whatever, but
0: Mm.
1: yeah, there's this notion today that like our kids should be free to, um, figure out their own truth and what's true for them. But obviously (laughs) us here at Culture Insanity and, um, well, the Bible believe that (laughs) that is not right. That's wrong. And scripture's clear about disciplining your child you know and raising them in the way of of god and they won't depart from that and so with that comes all sorts of um side dishes if you will (laughs) like if you're going to follow god then that means this 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 xyz blah 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 not to you know be disrespectful but yeah so i think in that vein um that's led their kids to conflict with them and so that's part of what came into this episode was how their kids saying well this is how i would do it and and then you know there's this weird like um conflict between parent and child because of that but yeah we don't believe that here nice. we don't believe we are men full-grown men and we teach children lessons we don't have to play it <laughs> I, I, promise. I don't know
2: where it is we
1: believe that you raise a child in the way of god and they will not depart from god and we believe that there are there is such thing as truth and it's not an ever-moving point of reference for people so sorry to burst your bubble willow smith and i hope that doesn't lead you to a dark place again right like it did already once um but anyway moving on real quick any any comment on that
2: no, I agree with what you are saying.
1: No, no, I was talking about Facebook. Oh, on For those the Facebook? of you that are tuning in on Facebook Live, no, hello, I didn't say hello in the beginning. That's um,
2: rude.
1: Yeah, that's okay. Um, so let's see if I have it up. Next up, we'll do. We'll we'll, we'll probably blow through this one, but because it's pretty it's simple, it's pretty
2: and cut and dry. The
1: uh, the Florida, yeah, Georgia. Okay, so Florida Georgia Line has a new to me song called. H-O-L-Y Holy and here's just a snippet from, from that song I take no credit for this song Okay. Uh there's just a little snippet so yep Florida Georgia Line um song right there. Um I take no credit for the distribution of this song and I do not own the song. Um anyways, um so I don't know if you've posted it already. I have. The, I posted the
2: I posted the audio for it. You posted, posted the audio?
1: That. Well, you can post the article that gives a little bit of a I breakdown will. but
2: And you can see all the lyrics. So,
1: real quick Jasmine <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I just wrote on our little whiteboard here: beautiful ode or blasphemous lyrics. <laughs>
2: Oops, hit the microphone. Blasphemous. Why do you think so? What are the
1: What are the glaringly obvious? All right. First of all, real quick, uh-huh. it's like so. Ob- the chorus, at least, is like seems so worshipy music, right? And right. it's really kind of jacked up
2: i think in that article the lyric article it mentions where does it mention it oh or that
1: one guy is breaking it the, down the
2: uh, holy 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 the worship song by reginald yeah, yeah. heber in 1861 um but the red flags i literally have a note titled under red flags so here's some of the lyrics spoilers if you haven't listed the old the whole thing but in the pre-chorus, it goes, because you're the first thing I know I can believe in.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then in there's the holy part, which is pretty obviously like, uh, this seems like it's being used in the wrong context. And then in the second verse, there is, you are the riverbank where I was baptized using that, you know. Yeah.
1: Okay. Metaphor. So maybe we should just crash course it. So you heard the, you heard a little snippet. So the whole song is about a woman. Right okay using christian um metaphor and themes and because of that because it's the worship of a woman and not the worship of god and christ i think it's painfully blasphemous down to like the verses like jasmine's talking about where he's describing the woman as the river where he was baptized and transformed into a new person and what else? What else do you have for your little red flag list? Um, there was
2: one more. I'm trying to figure out where in the song it is. Um, I it's I think it's the last line in the song. The outro. The last line is "You're save you're my saving grace. You're my kind of church." Oh yeah. So and it's like if you weren't convinced before that.
1: Yeah, I'll read that whole little. So it says this this um, the website is called the Pop Song Professor, and it's by this um university writing center director who he teaches literature at a university somewhere, whatever. Um, <laughs> he says, finally, the band sings, you're the healing hands where it used to hurt a vague reference, perhaps to Christ's working of healing miracles by touching people. The band continues. You're my saving grace. You're my kind of church. You're holy. These last two lines cement the she's better than church theory. Um, the line is indeed saying that church wasn't for them and that they're closest they'll ever get to a spiritual experience will be being with this holy, quote-unquote, woman. She's their kind of church, quote-unquote, since actual church isn't what they're looking for. Um, (sighs) And there, yeah, there's a sigh. There's a sigh. Um, Holy is two things. A praise for near-heavenly woman and comparison of that woman to human religion. The band concludes that this woman is more worthwhile than religion based on her ability to rescue the singer from darkness and, um, all this other stuff. So yeah, it's terrible. It's I really heard the song when I was on my vacation and I was like, it's funny cause our other podcast, um, truth time, he's talking, the host, Pastor Monty is talking about, I don't know if he's talking about doing a segment or he's talking about doing a whole new podcast, but breaking down country music cause he's a huge country music fan. <laughs> and I, yeah. I told, I was telling him not too long ago that, I like country music when I want something simple and um, (laughs) happy because I think a lot of country music is that and sometimes that's just what I'm looking for, simple and happy. But so I threw this, anyways, to the point. I was cooking dinner or we were cooking dinner on... On one of our nights I was on vacation last week and I threw on some this and this is the first song that came up And I was and it had the lyrics because I was using some app on amazon fire or whatever Mm. And it had the lyrics with the song and so I like stopped doing what I was doing just to like listen and read this song and I was like What the f (laughs) This is terrible. This is so blatant and obvious and you know idol worship and suppressing of Truth Romans 1 for you suppressing of truth like saying that this person is the only thing she needs and the only thing that I can believe in and and all these different you know metaphors and themes for um, in Christianity and it was just it was too painful to not mention right I don't know how well I do know how I don't listen to country music that much only in very specific small. yeah small small increments and when I'm looking for a particular feeling right. <laughs> but yeah, so Jasmine said earlier this song came out two years ago. So, yeah, it's nothing new, but it's new to me, and I was like...
2: It's new enough to still hurt.
1: Yeah, and I don't feel like we talk about enough music, so I wanted to Oh,
2: so we're jumping into the music side. Yeah, Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to make a bad joke. That's what I was going to do.
1: What was your joke about? Well,
2: my joke is about country music because I think it's terrible, and my joke is... All of it? All of it. I why? hate it. I don't know why. I just don't like it. I don't like the way it sounds. I don't like what they sing about. I just, I don't like it. And my joke was that not only this is this bad lyrically, but it just sounds bad to me. I know a lot of people like country. Well, apparently
1: they, (laughs) apparently they, I read this too, that the band was almost didn't record this because they couldn't figure out the melody. So it's funny when you say it sounds bad because that's the melody <laughs> they landed on after almost not recording it. So when they're like, "Yes, this is it," Jasmine's like, "This no. is it." <laughs> this still sucks. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but yeah. All right, we can break real quick. Um, we got a we got a probably a big a big topic coming up, but um, that'll probably carry us through the rest of the show. Correct. So we are going to do our trivia game. Hold on, Jasmine. <laughs>
2: Time to play the game. Not yet. It is not yet time. My finger had already landed on the button when he said, "Not yet."
1: It's pretty much time. You can you can hit it. I All just right. gotta get these boys ready.
2: All right.
0: Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs>
1: so, that's it. We are getting on the line with our three contestants. Hello, this is John. We have John Hello. Parker. Oh, hey. Of, I believe it's the greater Milwaukee area.
2: Yes. Sounds accurate.
1: Do we have a James Pierzina in the house?
2: Yo. Hi, Dad.
1: I believe James is of the greater, <laughs> the greater Awkward. south, the greater s- east, east Portland area. Yeah. But you didn't call outer, right. outer southeast. Outer southeast refers to who refers to the outer southeast like that only one man um it's just so it's what a coincidence that all these people are from oregon the city in which we host this podcast
2: so weird it's almost like we know them
1: no it's not possible (laughs) that's not possible well our third caller might be having some technical difficulties i don't know what's up but um no answer No answer. I'm going to try one more time. Please hold tight, gentlemen. Um, So just while we wait, the culture and sanity trivia, this episode, number 15, is World Cup Edition. And I know what you're thinking. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. No! No. (laughs) Hey! No! Hey!
0: No! I know that. I know that.
1: Come on. Come on. I I like soccer. I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's all soccer-related questions. Actually, you'd be wrong. There are no soccer-related questions. Whoa. Okay, well, here's the deal. It sounded like it's going to be between, it looks uh, like, John Parker of the greater Milwaukee, Oregon area and mm-hmm. James Pirzina of the outer southeast Portland area. So welcome, gentlemen. You two are competing. John, for those of you that tune in regularly, is the reigning champ.
2: The reigning champ. Da, da,
1: da, da. If you recall... Can I get is right theme music and whenever I call in, I would appreciate that. Uh, we can't that. we can't get that. That well, would cost yeah, us way, right. way, too right. way too much money.
2: Way too much. You want to pay <laughs> for it since you keep winning?
1: And I heard Drew Carry. I heard Drew Carry's kind of kind of mean. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs>
1: okay, so it's between you two gents. so thank you for tuning right. in. World Cup Edition trivia. okay? What that means is pretty simple. The premise of the game is simple. Trivia questions that are based out of any number of the countries that are currently represented at the 2018 World Cup in Russia. So remember, this is a pop culture um, podcast, so this trivia will be pop culture related. So the trivia question can range from any form of media from these countries, just as our show has input on all categories of content. So how it's going to work is I'm going to read the clue or the, the trivia bit, you're going to guess the country. So the answer will always be a country, okay? And I already said it. It's a country that's represented at the World Cup in Russia. So,
0: Are there repeated countries?
1: I can neither confirm nor deny that. All right. Please sit. So does that make sense? Nice story, I, I read a clue. You <laughs> guess country as the answer. Got it? Got it. Okay. Here's the first clue. Actor Wagner Mora ironically plays a Colombian bad boy in a popular Netflix show, Narcos.
2: Venezuela. Mexico.
1: We got a Venezuela and a Mexico. You will both be wrong. Okay, first of all, Venezuela is not represented <laughs> at the 2018 World Cup.
2: Awkward. Can I guess
1: again? <laughs> um, I <don't> <laughs> no, you Can cannot. Okay, you each get one more guess, quickly. Costa Rica. You both got a country that's represented, but you're both still wrong So the country is, the answer is Brazil The actor is from Brazil Oh, He ironically plays a Colombian Um, He plays Pablo Escobar, in case you didn't know Narcos, great show Um, Okay, so 0-0 Just like soccer, this could end up in a draw (laughs) 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 All right this show follows an adolescent ninja who struggles as he searches for recognition and dreams of becoming the Hakaji, the village's leader and strongest ninja. Japan? Ding, 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 ding. Is there a right
2: button? So the
1: show is Naruto, of course, coming out of your Japan? Good job, John Parker of the greater Milwaukee area. The score is 1-0. Next up. This Academy Award-nominated film follows a submarine as it patrols the Atlantic Ocean during World War II, manned by a crew that must contend with tense conflicts and long stretches of confined boredom. It was this country's biggest budget film at the time and has since established a legacy of being known as this country's greatest ever film. Was it Germany? That is correct. You know the film?
0: I'm going to say U571, but I don't know if that's right. That film was
1: in America. <laughs> the film is das Boot. Ah. <laughs> das Boot. Das Boot? Das Boot, Germany. John Parker, yeah. 2-0. Jeez. We're into the fourth question. <laughs> okay. I in you, James. I probably won't right. even be able to finish this this clue, but here it goes. Paul Hogan, national treasure, responsible for launching a popular film franchise. Australia. Australia. <laughs> John Parker. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know that film franchise? Crocodile Dundee. That's right. There you go. The rest of the clue was now about to relaunch in America, starring Danny McBride. So, yes, Crocodile Dundee, which, of course, Australia. Paul Hogan. That is the answer. Australia. 3 0. Um, this is where it gets tense, James, because if you don't get the next three questions right, you, uh, (laughs) lose. And the best you can hope for at this point is a draw just in popular soccer fashion. Go for it. Okay. Another glitter poster. poster. Here comes the next clue. Let me clear my throat. I was going to play the song, but we've probably reached our limit of copyright infringement for an episode. Um, As radio manager, I'll have to credit. Here it goes. Oh, 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 oh. Opa Gangnam Style.
0: South Korea?
1: South Korea is yes. correct. James, de- not going down without a fight. Good work, James go. Pirzina of the, work. of the Outer Southeast Portland area. Next up, the score is 3-1. to one. Alan Moore. No. Alan Moore of Watchmen, V for Vendetta, Swamp Thing, and Batman the Killing Joke hails from this Western European country.
0: Austria. Wrong. No. Not in the cup.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: Found the wrong button. Western? Uh, is it France?
1: Wrong. I'll give you both one yeah. quick more guess. I'll give you one more hint. I threw in Western European just to throw you guys. Hint? <laughs> 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 you led us astray. I, oh, okay. I led you to believe it was more fancy than maybe it is. Uh... Poland. Okay, John's out. James, you have one final guess, quickly. Norway. Oh my gosh. Norway? Well, (laughs) with with a huge Norway shout, James just threw away his potential to just draw. (laughs) The answer is England. Norway is not in the World Cup.
0: How would I know that? Well... England is fancy.
1: The whole world is paying attention to the World Cup right now. I can't help it if you choose to be a contrarian. Um... And that's your host getting salty with with a guest. Yep. (laughs) Okay, next up. This requires you to know just a little bit of geography. And, um, you know, that's all I'll say. Here's the trivia hint. Somehow... Okay, somehow Bruges in this European country is the last place Colin Farrell wants to be in in this 2008 film starring Ray Fiennes. bruges in this european country by the way no using your smartphones i can hear your fingers typing i'm just kidding yeah uh, it's impossible um, <laughs> france denmark mm, no and no quick quick on the, mm. the second poll
2: here we go Sound to the wire spain
1: uh, <laughs> spain uh, bruges germany spain. Germany was already guessed and uh yeah. no you're both wrong so the answer is Belgium Bruges is in Belgium ah. folks know your european cities yeah. we learned this in school i know we did well, i don't know about you but i did I well didn't learn it in school with awesome <laughs> okay. <From Austin> Powers <laughs> it's called a bel it's a belgium dip <laughs> <laughs> All right, John holds his title as the reigning champ. Yes. A round of applause to John Parker of the Greater Milwaukee oh, Portland you area. You
2: did it again. To God.
1: What that means is, John, you will, um, you will get to pick um, behind door number one, two, or three again for the next <laughs> prize. I can't wait for, I <laughs> for those of you, that, for those of you that oh. have forgotten or or, oh, or weren't geez. here, John drew a. Vintage, And I say vintage because it's very vintage. Very vintage. It's Mariah Carey right. glitter authentic movie poster.
2: Authentic.
1: Worth a lot to the right person. Worth nothing <laughs> to, to most.
0: Right. To the right
1: person. <laughs> to Nick Cannon. Fine, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Bye, laughs> Benny, for that one. All right, gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. All right, thank you. Bye.
2: All right, thanks, guys. It's time to play the game no longer time to play the game. We played the game. I just want to play the sound clip. All
1: right. So John Parker, man, that's like three weeks, three weeks in a row. Got to try a trick him. Yeah, something. All right. So we saved the biggest for last. When I say that, I mean like the most controversial. So Um, I mentioned it earlier, but Kat Von D made headlines. uh, Let's see. A couple couple weeks ago or so. Probably about two weeks ago now. Um, after saying she'll raise a vegan child without vaccinations. I'll read to you her Instagram post just so you're uh, in the loop. So she's pregnant obviously. She has a she's having a child with a singer of some band that, that I don't know. Uh she said this on Instagram. I knew the minute we announced our pregnancy that we would be bombarded with unsolicited advice, some good and some questionable, unsolicited nonetheless. I also was prepared for the backlash and criticism we would get if we decided to be open about our approach to our pregnancy. My own father flipped out on me when I knew when I told him we decided to ditch our doctor and go with a midwife. Um, so on and so forth. Um, the, you don't know what it's like to have the entire world openly criticize and judge you. Trying to be an openly pregnant vegan on Instagram, having a natural drug-free home birth and water with a midwife and doula who has the intention of raising a vegan child without vaccinations. Um, then she, you know, kind of goes on a tirade and, you know, says some choice words later on. But So she came under fire for making a public statement about that, about raising a vegan child without vaccinations. Um, a couple people said on her Instagram, this is pulled from her Instagram post, all for supporting the birth of your choice and all that, but not vaccinating your child doesn't only place the child at risk, but also immunodeficient children who cannot be vaccinated for health reasons. I sincerely hope your baby avoids illnesses like whooping cough, measles, et etc. et cetera. As for the vegan thing, maybe let your baby make that choice when he's not old enough. Another person said, not vaccinating a child leads to wider problems that could cause vulnerable children to die. Not vaccinating is not a personal choice because it affects so many. This is disappointing, and I will no longer support your brand. Anti, this is <laughs> I thought it was interesting anti science will never lead to progress, so yeah, obviously this is a controversial topic vaccination it's a big uh, I will not be shy in saying that my wife and I chose or are choosing if that's an active thing, I guess so because you're supposed to do it when your kid's like before two or something right right, right so maybe we chose not to vaccinate our child and I had uncomfortable conversations with my family, part of my family, I should say. Um, so I'm no stranger to this personally. I will allow our director here to share her first thoughts.
2: Well, I just can't get beyond the the veganism thing because I just get so sad. But
1: Depriving your child of all the glories?
2: Yeah, all the glory of <laughs> fine are, meats.
1: That are meats. Yeah, it's interesting. That... Part of it is interesting to me because, I mean, it's interesting because in that same post that that person's criticizing her, she's supporting her pro-choice, right? you know, and, and, and that. But she makes a comment as for the vegan thing, maybe, maybe like she's like saying, I don't know, she's like taking away some of that.
2: It's the same thing as earlier, where you know, let them make their own choice with what they're going to do.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's all. But then it, it's all bull. Um,
2: I support you, but I don't support you.
1: I have nothing against people that choose to be vegan, or even the fact that she wants her child to be vegan. I think it's. I mean, I don't know. She, I don't know what her reasons are for being vegan. I don't know if it's the stereotypical reasons, but. Yeah, I don't have any problem with her deciding as long it as isn't. like her kid is getting supplemented nutrition Enough. from somewhere else. Like um, that's a whole nother thing. But so the topic of vaccinations, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you on are you worried about it? Do you have any sort of um, input as to where she's coming from or have you studied uh, on vaccinations? At I all?
2: don't. I only studied a very tiny amount before this one but just talking about i was reading an article just talking about how vaccinations aren't really the reason that so many health things or so many diseases are going out of existence essentially yeah and just that kind of stuff i mean honestly you know i'm i'm around all these non-vaccinated children and my i was vaccinated i mean i'm sure you were too but like i mean i'm kind of all for it just Out of the simple reason that... All for
0: non-vaccination? I'm
2: all for non-vaccinating just because of, like, they get their shots, you know, there's all these effects. Like, most of the time, from the article I was reading, I've only read one. I'm sorry, I did not research enough for this topic, but most of the time, like, it's from the vaccines where the kids get sick. There has been, you know, obviously there's a lot of exposure to the outside So.
1: In my experience with this, and I've listened to several podcasts with people that are way smarter than me, like doctors and um, I've read many articles, obviously, like I I did research on it to have a formed enough opinion to decide against it for my own child. But honestly, where you go for where you go for your information and how objective you're being about it and what your worldview is plays a huge role in how you're going to view this subject. Okay, that's where I'm coming from. There's plenty of information that will support vaccinations and science, and there's plenty of science and information that is anti anti it. Um, I think what's interesting to me is so, I've listened to a lot of podcasts with doctors who have basically been excommunicated in their communities, um, you know, their circles of mm. medical professionals and all that, and not supported anymore because of going against the grain. And I'm not even talking about just vaccinations. I'm talking about not supporting pushing a particular drug or, you know, antibiotic um in their practice or whatever. They've literally been like, excommunicated and shut down and like D um, what do you call that D de, not devalued but
2: I want to say disowned but I also know that's not right either
1: I mean they are being discredited disowned, discredited um, there you yeah go. for f- for their stance and stuff so I think that is interesting for sure I think that big pharmaceutical companies have a bad history of um, lying to push and to push their agenda and, you know, make money. And um, what article I read, it was talking specifically about this one drug that was pushed. Um, it's called like Merck or it starts with an M Merck, M-E-R-C-K. Um, and the company had to pay out $4.85 billion to settle 27,000 cases from victims claiming injury or death of a, of a loved one. Jeez. Um Okay, so the, the company's Merck, and they were using a drug called Viox, is what it is. V i o x x. And I looked it up earlier. I can't remember exactly what that drug was, but whatever. And the it, the article was saying that it is worth it for a a big pharmaceutical company to take the risk of that and to you know say that it, it cures this and it does this and it won't do this or that. And it's worth it for them to pay out $4.85 billion because of the money that they will make already. Like, it's chump change to them. Okay, we'll pay out $4.85 billion because this is how much we're going to make off of it. And so they will, like, knowingly and willingly, like, lie and doctor reports on, you know, side effects and dangers and stuff like that. And literally, like, pay off. This sounds so conspiracy theory, but, like... I'm getting this information from accredited people that I've heard talk about it, talk about how they're excommunicated because they wouldn't take a paycheck to push a particular something. Mm -hmm. And so that leads me to be hyper skeptical of anything drug. And just, I mean, I can say for my own personal thing, like I don't take any antibiotic. I, I was vaccinated too, for the record. My parents vaccinated me, but... I don't like taking any medicine. I don't even like taking natural medicine. Like when I have a cold, I don't take tea and or, you know, different different Mm -hmm. concoctions that are natural with, you know, naturally grown ingredients and stuff just because I want my body to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I want my body to just figure it out. And if that means I suffer for a little longer, good. But I fancy myself. A pretty healthy dude like I get the occasional cold you know runny nose sneezy whatever but I'm not hardly ever sick I feel like I'm pretty freaking healthy I have zero allergies to this day that I know of um, Good job. and I don't know I'm not saying that I'm the the pinnacle you know <laughs> not saying that at all I want to make that clear but I'm just saying what what my philosophy is on anything as far as treating my body but <clears throat> where are we? So Kat Von D says she's not going to vaccinate. And there's, I mean, there's all kinds of information. And what I said, based yes. on where you get it from, is going to is going to help um, shape your opinion. But like vaccinate vaccines in my research. I mean, there's like a whole long list of chemicals that are in vaccines. Right. Including, but not limited to uranium. Do you know what uranium is, Jasmine? Not good. Uranium is used to make nuclear bombs. Yep. That has been found in vaccines, um, antifreeze, like the same chemicals nice. that are in an antifreeze Classy. and aluminum and all this just, mercury. There's a whole list. You can look it up of what. And so it's like, are you wanting to put these foreign things in in your in your body or in your kid's body with the hopes that it will treat this or might treat this? There's also statistics that like people that are vaccinated are times likely for chronic illness and Mm -hmm. 2.9 times more likely for eczema and 4.2 times more likely for autism and ADHD and 30 times more likely for allergies of any sort, you know? And so there's all these different, different things and it's a super controversial subject. And so I said it earlier, but it kind of comes into play and also your worldview. Okay. Like the science aside, right? All the all the the medical you know mumbo jumbo that goes into vaccinations and what's in it and what it does or doesn't do and how it's harmful how it's counterproductive versus productive and and all that so like at the end of the day for me where I land is like we were created by God right we were created by someone who when they created us we were perfect and we were not lacking anything. Mm-hmm. And man has this obsession with trying to prolong or stall, you know, like how we were created. And so at the end of the day, that's kind of where I land is like, I'm not interested in like playing God, if you will.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and that, and that's a really, depending on who you talk to, even in our circle, like, people have different views.
0: Like, I'm, you know, like, some people will say that I'm, I'm, I'm still against treating myself in this circumstance. So, it's interesting, and where I land is that, is in the worldview of being, being created by live forever right and i'm not saying i'm gonna you know now go crazy foreign objects in my body now that i can make a and i want my kid to believe that truth because i think it's biblical and that's where i land do you have any added thoughts on on where on more
2: feel I, I don't know if this is even it's also a
0: western term. thing i'll add yeah like you can do
1: research and look at what is the rest of the world doing and what's their history been right western medicine is a is still a new thing and we keep wanting to push this this um what do you even call it i don't know i don't know right. what you call it but yeah like these things like that we're trying to do here in America and in the Western world, they don't do, you know, in a lot of different parts of the other, like still the Western world, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like advanced countries, like they, they see the the error in, in doing these things like Japan, you know, doesn't do, doesn't allow for this or England doesn't allow for this vaccination or so on and so forth. I mean, you can go down the list. Australia doesn't, um, In Australia, the flu vaccination was suspended because of the effects and, you know, the statistics on that. So it's like people are wake. Oh, are we cutting out? People are waking up to. We
2: might
1: be. And it's just interesting for me. It kind of goes back to like Where are you getting your news from and who are you willing to believe and like how objective are you being? And it's so it makes it tough. And I'll definitely like I'll definitely say that it makes it tough to know what to believe but in my research and in my experience like what i've seen what i've heard from accredited people like legit doctors legit um institutions and stuff legitimate studies that were big studies and stuff like i just think that um it's no good i don't i don't believe in it
2: yeah it's definitely something i want to research this is
1: where we push the the views the views expressed in this podcast do not reflect the specific the views, views
0: presented in this, <laughs> you mean this one? are not meant to express I the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. Mm-hmm. There yeah. You
1: go. And it's, it's a super hot, hot button topic right now for yeah. sure. And, uh, it will continue to be, it will continue to be with the spread of information mm-hmm. basically. Cause before the internet, basically we didn't have this doctor says this. Doctor knows what's best. I'm going to do what the doctor said. Well, newsflash, people, doctors are practicing. Right. Doctors are being paid to say certain things, too. And that's not conspiracy theory. That is
2: real life.
1: Real life, Like, people are in it for the buck. And the mm-hmm. buck uh, is a dangerous, dangerous beast. Yes. So, I don't know. It? I'm sure that will stir up some controversial comment at some point or some Whoa. follow-up. Um, nothing yet. No, oh, that's good. Either um, we not we we're don't. hated too much. We only have two viewers right now because <laughs> I'm on here. That's okay. Um, Viral vigil. but anyways, that's what we have. So, like, I don't know why Kat Von D shared that like willingly. For me, that's one of yeah. those things. Like, I don't advertise it, but if someone asks, I'll tell them, and I'll be ready to tell them why. But. I mean, it sounds like she opened herself up to that. I don't know. She, what, yeah, what I don't. That.
2: I don't really know either. There's, I kept like reading articles about it to see like why that was even mentioned, or just to see like how exactly like just
1: how did this come up? Maybe she's just once. I don't know because she didn't really ed- in her post. She's not really educating, right? Right. She's just saying this is what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and then she literally like says at the end. F you if you don't like it or something so it's like go ahead and click
2: the unfollow button you're
1: not really uh reaching people when you do that you know like
2: really confusing like
1: it's funny because like I I support her decision to do that but I also say that you're not really being productive (laughs) in in what you're doing here but I don't know people will have more on that I'm sure more thoughts Mm -hmm. on that but anyways well that's what we have for tonight right That's what we have for tonight. Um, I mentioned earlier, but next week we'll have another episode, just a a wham-bam, a one-two punch. Mm -hmm. Um, Looks like I got on the board. Johnny Depp just gave an interesting, insightful interview on basically his life. Um, So that might be on there. Um, Handmaid's Tale. Slash, me and Josh might want to go see that movie Hereditary because it is apparently, like, um, a big deal in terms of, like, Horror and art and Apparently it's like super disturbing The article that I read was like you want To take a shower afterward (laughs) Josh and I Were just kind of talking about movies like this last Episode about that kind Or two episodes ago about just that kind Of art and Its value right so Interested to see if that's another Another one of those situations we were talking About it like we should go Into it With um like a notepad type Thing don't just go into it like with our eyes open and our popcorn in our hand and just looking up at screen like, you know, bugs. But, like, mm-hmm. study it. What is this movie? How will this movie, like, change the landscape? What is it teaching? Is it insidious, maybe? Like, all these different things. So maybe Josh and I can do a mandate and report back to you on that because, hey, it's our job to know what's, um, what's popping, yeah. what's popular. So Roseanne cancellation, the culture shift, whatever. Yep. We'll talk about some stuff next time. Um, if you're interested in today's topics, I think Jasmine posted some of the stuff we were talking about on, mm-hmm. on the video here. So you can feel free to look into that. If you have a question regarding any it or a comment, you can feel free to comment on it or, yep. you know, post at us. Um, if you have something that you're personally interested in and want to hear discussed, reach out to us on, you know, Facebook, Twitter at culture insanity. Um, and if you're interested in just exploring your faith and or are completely new to Christ, you can or the Bible, you can check out the help tab on vigilance.blog or our new page, abfpdx.org. dot org. Yep. So there is that. With that said, tomorrow night is the next installment of cross examination. Examination. A event a
2: an, an event based panel discussion. An event
1: based panel discussion. I was doctrine. looking for the words. On doctrine and um, all that. So tomorrow it will be at 8 p.m. 7 p.m. 7 (laughs) p.m. 7 p.m. 8 p.m. is our show. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. At Woodstock Bible Church here in Portland.
2: And also on Facebook Live. So go ahead and tune Tune into that.
1: Yes, the topic is biblical inerrancy. So for those of you that don't know, that means that scripture is without fault and error in its teaching. So biblical inerrancy. On the panel is the pastor of that particular church, Woodstock Bible Church. His name is John Shafley, pastor of a church in Selwood named David. You might have
2: heard of him if you've watched the other James Prezina.
1: You might have heard of him if you listened to this episode. Right. Uh, that's all i'll say there
2: yeah
1: um you can join us live in-house quote-unquote there or you can tune in as jasmine said on facebook live you can submit any questions you have on biblical inerrancy on uh, facebook or
0: twitter with the hashtag cross
2: because we will in- correct.
0: p.m. correct we hope to see you there and